Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I'm Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. Hope you are having a good day today, a good Sunday, and hope you are ready to hear about the Word of God and hear about the things of God, because there's not a better topic to talk about than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And having the studio with me, my good brother from another mother, Cody Kirkall from Executive Director and Lead Pastor at the Harbor. Hey, good morning, Ken. Good morning, community. It's great to be with you, as always, a dear friend, so thank you. Yeah, man, we always have a good time, uh, especially before recording. You get a lot of good talking in before uh, we turn on the microphones. <laughs> we could have had two other segments by now, I think. We could have. <laughs> but glad you're with with us this morning, Cody, and uh, glad everybody's tuning in this morning on the Joy FM. We're going to just talk about Jesus and what he's doing, and just have the Holy Spirit's going to lead us this morning. That's where we're going to go. But before we do, let's go to the, our Lord in prayer, and Cody, would you lead us? Let's pray. Jesus, uh, just glorify you on the Sunday morning. We thank you for just who you are, the way that you love, the way that you sacrificed, the way that you substituted yourself for us, that we would have life here, we would have salvation awaiting, that we would have purpose, that we would have calling, that we would have power. And Lord, that you dared to say even greater things will be done, that you would dare to say all authority was given to you. And so therefore you said, go and make disciples and teach people and baptize people. And so, Lord God, that you would entrust your mission that you began to us. Lord God, may we live in that freedom. May we live in that power. May we live in that incredible gift of grace, of your love that substituted yourself for us. And so, Lord, as Ken and I get to share this morning, Lord, we pray for just everything that you would want to say. And then, Lord God, we pray for every heart that would be listening, whether for a moment or for the entire time, that hearts would be open just to receive all that you would have for them. And so, Lord God, uh, we pray for this community. We pray for all the listening area that lives continue to be transformed more and more into the presence and the power of you. And we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. You know, as you were praying, thanking Jesus for all he's done for us, that's a message we always get out to people with both of our ministries and just day-to-day life, really, man. You know, it's not just about a particular ministry. It's about living this life for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think the disciples went around and saying, hey, I have this ministry. I'm going to represent it. No, they were representing Jesus Christ. You know, we saw that later on with Paul and people saying, well, who, who do you follow? Who do you follow? Who do you follow? And I think as humans, we, we do. We're more inclined to to want to maybe be around people that we know and understand. There's comfort in that. I think we, we maybe like certain styles of teaching or certain ways ministry or church is done. We like the comfort. We like how it reaches us. But it was, it was never about that. Is the Word of God taught? Is the Word of God given out? You said thankful for all that Jesus has done. You and I are sitting here this morning breathing for what Jesus has already done for us. If nothing, he never did anything else again. It's enough. We do. We're human. You know, we have whatever piece of fruit from that tree that we, our eyes go to. Squirrel, you know. Yeah. We do and try to sometimes combine that with the American way of, but just sometimes just sit, take that deep breath, cleansing breath and say, you know what? No, he's already done more than enough. And what always blows my mind, too, is when he, he's done more than enough, like you said. But then the Word tells us to cast our cares on him mm-hmm. because he cares for us. That always hits me because I'm like, Lord, you've already done it. Hmm. You've done everything. But you still want, you keep going the extra miles, if you will. 
Drew Scalzi loves us. And for people out there who don't have this relationship with Jesus and you wonder why uh, we're, we're always excited about Jesus, these are some reasons why. I mean, he's, he's everything uh, and, and beyond. And I know that I, I've lived on, on both sides. I've lived without Jesus for the first 23 years of my life, even though I was taught much better than to do that. But it, it took me 23 years to go, hey, you know, he is the way and the truth and the life. And, man, I would not go back for anything because he fulfills every aspect of my life and just to know that love that you know we keep learning more and more about how much he loves us because his love is so so great and to try to comprehend God's love for us is it's just mind-blowing and so when, when people hear us talking about Jesus the way that we talk about him it's because we love him and because we've experienced him and we want others to experience him I think you're saying cast your cares. You know, I, I always picture Jesus. Um, it's a weird picture, but I always picture him like sitting at a poker table, right? Mm. And there's these times that we're down to our, our last chip. And here's Jesus just walking by and he pulls out all of it, said, you know what? Nope, I'm, I'm with him. We're going all in. And Jesus just does. He goes all in in our lives, whether it's cast your cares on, on him, like everything. Or whether he tells us, bring every thought, everything to him with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving in our hearts out of Philippians 4. Because then that awesome thing, peace, I think all of us are wanting, I mean, peace is a big indicator, peace is a big thing in, in our life. Man, when, the, when there's a peace that can transcend all understanding, you know, I think we're all searching for peace. I, I mean, it's, if scripture, you know, it's a peace that blows our mind because we can't understand why I have peace right now or why I have joy right now or, whew, okay, Lord, I'm casting this off. I mean, just the power in, you know, we have those moments of life, down, worried, anxious, struggling, negative, and, you, and just shout out the name Jesus or whisper the name Jesus or thank the name Jesus and just keep doing that over and over. I mean, I'm telling you, you, you begin to feel different. And I'm not talking like it's an emotional thing. It's a spiritual thing that all encompasses because we can cast our cares on him or we can find a different peace because we're designed as spiritual, not just earthly. It's our earthly stuff that fades away. I think we're talking about peace, uh, how Jesus tells us he gives us peace that passes all understanding. He gives us peace that guards our hearts and guards our, mm -hmm. our minds. And it's peace that the world cannot give us. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is stop and think about that for a moment. When the world talks about peace, what do they usually use to get peace? Usually it's war mm -hmm. to get peace. And, um, you know, we won't go into the whole philosophy of war or whatnot, but it's such a different picture. And Jesus, he'll give us peace that calms that war within us especially if we don't have Christ in us and our spirit and the enemy who is Satan, there's a battle going on there for our soul. And, and God's wanting us to come to him. Satan's wanting to drag us away. But then here comes Jesus. And Jesus gives us that peace, gives us the victory in that war. And it's a peace that, like you said, just we really can't, it's hard to comprehend, but it's there. And we have that peace no matter what is going on in our lives. Because, you know, Cody, people may look at you and me and go, man, they got it going on. They got such a good life. People don't know the struggles that we all have. And just because we're out preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't mean things are easy because actually it's usually harder that way <laughs> because the enemy does not like that. And so we, we have all kind of things going on in our lives and all kind of struggles. But we have Jesus. And therefore, we have peace. Yeah, the you know you think about 
you know, you and I, what we do. And, and there's, there's these times when it's like, you know, there is the war that wages all the time. And there's the people that support what we do, don't support what we do, understand what we do, don't understand what we do. And, you know, you think, oh my goodness, Jesus has called me to this. And this is, I'm doing this for the savior of the world. And I'm doing this for his dad, the creator of the universe. Man, people don't like what we do. I must really be bad at what we do. You know, I, there's a lot to that. And then just everything of this world itself. We live in a tough world. You talked about the war that wages. There's a war that, that rages every day for all of our lives. You know, as you were saying that, I was just picturing two sides fighting. I think I had an old like war, you know, when they would just stand in front of each other, right. one side to, to the other. And I just pictured Jesus just walking out in the middle of it and people just laying things down. There's no scientific way to make that happen, but that's what Jesus does. The enemy flees. Now, the war might kick back up in six more minutes, but when we keep casting those cares or we keep bringing everything to him, he keeps walking in the middle of it and boom, again, we just lay it down, just lay it down. It might have to be a constant battle every single day, every single moment, but I think that's how we keep drawing closer to him. I would like to say that the battles get easier. The battles don't get easier. I don't think Paul was enjoying time and at the latter moments of his life in prison and lonely and body completely nothing any longer. There's still a battle going on, and he's in the Hall of Fame of missionaries. Right. He is the Hall of Fame of missionaries. (laughs) And, And so the battle doesn't always just get easier, but the Savior gets bigger. The peace does blow our minds, does transcend all of our understanding. Yeah, that's good. You know, uh, when we think about that battle that's going on, when when we come to Christ and we surrender to him, then he he actually gives us the victory, the the ultimate victory of that war. But battles still are going to come up. But we we have the mindset and understanding of knowing, you know, Jesus already won this. Mm. Even though it's it's still a struggle, and that's kind of I know that kind of sounds a little strange, but it's still a struggle because the battle's real. But we can understand that you know what we got to persevere, and and he tells us to, and when we do persevere, you know we see that ultimate victory that Jesus has bought for us, has paid for us, and he's done it all. And when we think about peace, as you mentioned earlier, everybody wants peace. And Martha, I've been blessed to go to many different countries and meet people from all kinds of different cultures. And they all want peace, no matter what country it is. They all want peace, and they want peace in their life. So as humans, we want that, no matter where we're at. And when we realize we can have that peace and have it in Jesus and in Jesus alone, it changes our lives, it changes lives around us. And, and we see that every day. Cody, we see people who are in life's battles, all kind of issues going on in life. And we just try to point them in the right direction and show them, here's your answer. Mm-hmm. Here's, you want peace in your life. You want this chaos to end. Here's how that's going to happen. We also explain to them, you know, it's not going to be a bed of roses from here. Because what does Jesus tell us about that narrow gate? It's, it's, it's narrow. It's narrow. It's hard. And few are on it. Well, and even they asked him, you know, are only a few going to be saved? You know, it, it is narrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said this whole idea of victory. How do we have victory? Jesus is the victor. He did that 2,000 years ago. We have victory. We're on the victory side. We have victory in our life when we have him. But it's weird to understand that there's still a battle that's going on. 
And you know me, I'm always going to be out, bring out the sports right. analogy <laughs> here. So here, here we go with that. And I think, you know, you're Alabama Crimson Tide, right? Roll Tide. <laughs> and the Nebraska Cornhusker guy over here. Let's look back the last 15 years. Two very different journeys for those college football teams. Both of them can find victory. But I'll tell you, because of their experience, because of what they have accomplished, you have an Alabama team that walks onto the field knowing victory. You have a Nebraska team right now for quite a few years that walk onto the team thinking, yeah, we can win, but how are we going to lose? And I think as followers of Christ, we can do that too. I'm sure you and I have those moments too that, goodness, this mountain looks, I, I know I have Christ. This mountain's so high. I know I have Christ. Man, how am I going to do this? Or we can say, nope, I already have victory. I think it's a mindset. It's a heart set. It's a spiritual set. It's a faith set in us that has to be able to walk on the battlefield of life every day of saying, I already know what the victory is. I know there's still going to be battles. Doesn't make any sense. We've already won, but there's a battle. But I'm going to walk in that victory. And he, as you said, he leads us down a narrow path. That narrow path, it's like the big old hole that the running back can go through yeah. untouched. There's going to be people still trying to reach, but that path, even though it's narrow, that's where that freedom, that's where that victory is. And so we do, we have to walk in the belief that there's victory. No matter the battles we face, no matter the mess ups we have, no matter the untrust or the, the tough days that we have, to walk in and say, nope, my Savior's already won. And how did he do that? He did that in my life. The thing people, I, I think, often misunderstand is that, okay, once I give my life to Jesus, then everything's going to be peachy, <laughs> right? But, you know, actually, we know that, you know, if we read the Word, He tells us the exact opposite. I thought if we gave our life to Jesus, the American dream happened. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I missed that. Was that in Second Opinions? I think um, Second Opinions, three? Chapter 3. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, I, I think sometimes we think that, that, goodness, we're going to have trouble in this world. Yes. The more we live for Christ, man, the more trouble there is. Because there's a battle for our life. You know, I've always said this. I, I, don't, I don't think the enemy, I don't think his favorite people are the people that worship him. And I'm, I know he does not like sold-out, discipleship-driven Christians. Hates them. Yeah. Tries to battle them all the time. Favorite people? Just lukewarm. Revelation talks about it. Just lukewarm. Play the part. Do the part. But really, there's no substance. There's no, there's no fruit that comes from it. Man, that's, you're on team one for the enemy in that. And that's, that's why the battle rages for those. That's why there's struggle in this world. We live in a fallen, broken world. That's why there's struggle, especially when we live for Christ. We, we're like, I don't, I don't fit in here. The place is different. Well, of course we don't fit in here because our whole purpose is to reach that person who does think they fit in here. Yeah. How can we help them know, nope, you're living heaven on earth now. And that's the whole thing is getting the, getting the message out to people and that lukewarm person is like you said that's you know god says he vomits them out of his mm -hmm. mouth right so god's not happy with lukewarm mm -hmm. <laughs> and the whole thing is we always hear we got to live for christ we got to live for christ but so few do and you know why is that and we, we can list a million reasons the harvest is plentiful the workers right for 2,000 years, that's been the same yeah, way, right? Same way. Uh, you know, go all the way back to, to the Israelites coming out mm -hmm. of, of, of out Egypt. Egypt. Stiff-necked people. 
Well, we're still stiff-necked, yeah. stubborn, hard-headed people. You know, we can't just point to the Israelites and say, man, look at them. Yeah. You know, no, look at us. Yeah. Uh, we, we, and we've had multiple seasons in our lives. We've been lukewarm. Yes. We've been status quo. So there's no condemnation in that. The whole encouragement today is, hey, where, wherever we're out on that journey, if we find ourselves saying, oh, I, don't, I don't see a passion, just because, just because you speak it loud or worship freely, does it? No, there are so many great people that are on fire for the Lord that are very quiet, that, that just reach that person, that get no accolades. They're not on the radio. They're not on, the, on a paper or a magazine, or they don't have a book at the Christian bookstore. They're warriors. So the encouragement is where we're at in our walk, let's take a step further in being deliberate in growth and power with him today. Right. Because God's going to keep putting people in our lives that need his love. God's going to keep giving us moments to choose him or the world. God's, there's the battle that's always there. There's the opportunity that's always there. How do we take a step today? How do we take an inventory? Am I living kind of lukewarm, status quo? Because I want to live with fruit. Because he already said, I prepared an advance for you. So he's got the plans. He's got the power. He even knows the fruit. Man, let's not miss out on that. Yeah, you're right. He's got the plan. He just wants us to step into yeah. it and to follow him. You know, getting back to that coach analogy or football analogy is Nick Saban or, well, y'all don't really have a coach right now, but uh, <laughs> can come up with this great game plan. And it's like, okay, this is the plan that is going to just destroy the team we're going to play. But the players, they look at it and they go, yeah, you're right, coach. And then they don't execute it when they get out on the field. Just run the play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a coach, you, you yeah. can understand that. But, uh, but yeah, so you know, it's the same way uh, in our walk with Christ. We got the playbook. He wrote it for us, and he gave it to us and says, hey, here's what I want you to do. And you know what? I'm, I'm giving you everything you need to do it. So let's do it. But sometimes, Ken, it's not as fun just to hand off the ball and take three yards every time. Don't we want to throw a fly pattern deep down the sideline? Because that's what everybody cheers for. Right. And he did give us a playbook. Um, and I get human nature. You know, we the, the long bomb is way more exciting. Um, sometimes there's not a, a lot of excitement in just the three yards and a cloud of dust, right? Right. But sometimes Jesus wants us, you know, his love language is obedience. You know, just run the play. Yeah. And we need to, you and I need to always remember that. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and we see that in the Apostle Paul. He scored a lot of touchdowns, right? But, man, he was constantly just pounding, as, as like a fullback pounding into the, the line to get the gospel out to people. And um, there was definitely a lot of defense around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, were, they, they were blitzing left and right uh, trying to take him out as well, which we know that that's what happened to Jesus. Every time he, he turned around, there was a Pharisee trying to accuse him of something. Mm-hmm. But we got to, uh, you hate to call it the daily grind because that doesn't sound fun, but we got to keep grinding. We got to keep going. We got to keep going for Jesus. And when we know who, who our Savior is, who our Lord is, who our God is, then we really don't mind the grind. No, and you think, think, what does that grind look like? Take a rope, string it from Los Angeles to New York City, and in some little spot hovering over Iowa, there's a knot. That's our life. Mm-hmm. That's our grind right here. The rest of that rope's eternity, yeah, you know? That's good. And so we might not like the grind because we're in the here and now, but, man, find joy in that. Yeah. Find the perfection in that. Find the strategy in that. Look around, look in the mirror and say, you know what? Nobody else saw it today but I conquered what I usually don't conquer. Thank you, Jesus. 
I do have victory in you. And always keep your eyes and your heart on the eternal, too, because, man, this life is so short. You know, every now and then it hits me. How did I get to be uh, knocking on the door 56? I know, man, I'm ancient. And I, it's like, what happened? Where did, you know, wasn't I in high school last week? You know, <laughs> and, uh, and so life passes so fast. You know, we need to live this life for Jesus because we know when we do, we, we have eternity to be with them. And so, you know, that that grind that Paul had every single day, man, it, it was more than worth it. And he was looking forward to the day when he would see Jesus face to face again, but this time in eternity. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, that, that's what we got to look at. It's like, man, we, we get to live this life for Jesus. It's not that we have to. Mm-hmm. We get to. That's That should be how we look at it. We get to live this life for the one who came and died for us, for the one who came and rose again for us for the one who created everything that we're seeing uh, you know even with, with that new telescope they got up there in space uh, we're seeing god's creation and we get to live for him the, the god who did all this man when we look at it that way and, and man we got the opportunity you know being an old old news guy that you know for 22 years printed a lot of news stories for all those years but nothing is as important as this news about Jesus Christ. Still front page every day. Every day. He's headlining the, the front page every day, and he's what it's all about. And the, the thing is, too, we got to look at it this way, too. When so many people are, oh, man, I don't know if I can do that. Well, yes, you can, because if you're a born-again believer, you got the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. you. But you know what? Since we're recording this before Saturday football games happen, we don't know, you know who won or who lost or whatever. But if you're out there and your favorite football team has won, you're telling people about it. You're making sure they know that, hey, my team won, right? (laughs) And so, man, our team, Team Jesus, has won the eternal victory. We got to be telling people about that. You know, and that's my encouragement today is, you know, our encouragement always is, you know, if you have never said, I I want Team Jesus, I want want victory, I want to walk on the victory side. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how it can really happen, but I want victory. Man, all that is is saying, okay, Jesus, I'm a sinner. One sin separated me from the presence of God. I want to be brought back into that, that I can live in your power, in your presence. I can not only live with purpose here on earth, but I can live with the promise of eternity forever. So, Lord, I repent of, of this that I did yesterday. I repent of that that I've done in these times. I repent of my sins. I, can't even, I repent of what I can't even remember anymore. Lord, make me whole. Make me clean again. And he's good on his promise, and he does. He forgives us. And we begin that journey with him. And then our action step in that is saying, okay, Lord, the old me, my tendencies, my habits, my attitudes, I surrender those to you. I want every day to keep growing more and more like what your word says, more and more like what you showed us in those red words in Scripture. And that's the journey that it begins. It doesn't mean that today, okay, I think I'm ready. I have it all together. No, I think the perfect candidate is for us who don't have it together but are desperate to find a way and a purpose to help us. And so that's my encouragement to anybody that, you know, in the church where we say anybody not in Christ. Right. Well, it's just you're not on that team, okay? Or if somebody, anybody out there saying, you know what, man, I want, a, I want a renewed purpose in me. I want a renewed love of Christ. You know, we, we need that. We need the, the jump start sometime. Yeah. The battery kind of goes dead. That can be today, right now. And just say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm jumping in with you, and 
ways to do that. Make sure to tell somebody. Make sure to talk to somebody about that. You can call Love in Action, call the harbor, stop by, talk to a pastor you know, talk to a friend you know. But begin to get into those Christian environments that people can can talk about. Find somebody that can really encourage you in that. Find somebody that understands what grace is and say, hey, let's walk together in this. That's discipleship. A lot of encouragement today. Yeah, amen, and that's that's the key. Man, it's just coming to that point when you realize that, you know what, I need Jesus. And we often hear people say, well, I, I got to get this right first, and then and then I will because I, I don't feel like I should come to him if I don't have this right. Well, you're never going to get that right outside of Christ. You know, you, you're never going to get rid of that sin outside of Christ. And so, as you said, come now. Come to Christ now because his arms are wide open, just like the story of the prodigal son. You know, when he comes running back, Dad is there with his arms wide open. Man, for and him. Dad was looking for him. Yeah. How many years was Dad just looking for him? Yeah. And that's our our father. Yeah. He, he he's looking for us to come running back to him because his arms are wide open. Uh, you you haven't done, I haven't done, Cody hadn't done anything so bad that he's not have his arms wide open, ready to take us back. Well, and, in. We, and we can't do anything so good that's that right. he would just say, "Oh yeah, I got, I need you." Right. No, we can't work at it. What? It's by grace through faith that we have been saved. That's right. And the fact of the matter is God did not have to do what he did. He did not have to save us. When when the angels sinned, what happened to them? They got cast out. Mm -hmm. There was was no forgiveness there. It's just rebellion. They wanted something different. And so when Adam and Eve rebelled, it separated us from God. But he didn't just say, you're done, you're finished. He set a plan the way he already had the plan, but he told us there that he's got this plan in motion in Genesis 3.15. Well, and you know what you love about that story is, you know, they went and hid, right? They right. they, re- they realized disobedience. They realized shame for the first time in, in their lives. They realized their, their vulnerability. They realized their nakedness. They made little outfits, and they went and hid. And what's God doing? He already knows where they're at. Hey, guys, where are you? He still came to them. Yes. He yeah. still came. And that offer is still open to everybody. He's still coming to us. He knows where each one of us are at. And he's just saying, come on. Come on to Daddy, and yeah. I'll take you in. And as Cody shared, just you surrender to Jesus and repent, and, and he'll forgive you, and he'll come in. And that, that new life begins. Doesn't mean you're perfect at that point. Uh, Cody and I sure aren't perfect, and um, there's some amens going on out there, Cody. I think I heard some, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the thing is, 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 is we get to start this life walking with him. And we could go into sanctification, but we don't have time. But it, it's just a process of continuing to learn how to, how to live more for Christ and to be like him. So I encourage you to, to call out to him today. And, you know, there's no prayer written down in stone that you have to pray. Just he meets you right where you're at. Just call out to him. And, and he'll forgive you, and he'll come in. And if you do have any, any questions, you can, uh, you, you can call the harbor. Your number? 334-790-4031. I wanted to sound like you once. <laughs> or, or you can call Love and Action at 334-494-4995. You can email us. You can call us. You can come by. And, you know, we, we'd all love to talk with you and give you some next steps and help you along this road. Or, or as Cody said, you know, if, if you if you got a, a church that you're currently attending, then talk to somebody there. Or you may not go to church anywhere, but you know somebody who's a, who's a believer. Mm-hmm. Then talk. If you're a guy, talk to him. If you're a girl, talk to her. Just find a way to talk to someone. Um, and don't, don't ever expect that, you know, if I, I do this, 
boom, I, I get something, my life's going to be different. No, we begin to look inside the spiritual things of the peace, yeah. what we talked about yeah. today, or the joy, or the, the way we can love, or the way that we can receive love, or the ability to have a different attitude or a different thankfulness and gratitude. There's these spiritual fruits, these spiritual treasures that begin to feel and seem and be real that are different in us. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, you said it's not going to be a bed of roses in the path, but inside begins to change from the inside out. That's right. That's right. And you and I are still having to do that. Yes. Uh, it's it, a marathon. It is. And we got to keep running it. Paul says run the race, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's keep running it. Yeah. And, uh, well, man, we, we are out of time. Uh, but I certainly appreciate you joining us today, brother, and uh, uh, talking about peace and victory in Christ, man. Victory. Yeah. Amen. Uh, it's always great to be here with you, Ken, and thankful for, for our partnership. Thankful that we just love being together. Yeah. Because don't have all the earthly things in common at all. But goodness, we have Jesus, so we have everything in common. Everything. Amen. Amen. Well, man, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, everybody out there, for joining us today. Hope you have a great rest of your Sunday and a great week coming up. Remember, Jesus loves you. and May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.